On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we have the two founders of the hottest sports betting startup out there, Unabated. We're joined by Captain Jack Andrews and Rufus Peabody, who's also the co-host of the Bet the Process podcast. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast, bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage and sports gambling. Welcome to another episode of the Bet the Process podcast. This is a very special um episode where we're joined by the founders of the hottest new sports betting tout service unabated um what's really cool is they're going to announce their partnership um a really important partnership with bovada today um, wait i thought it was vegas dave with las vegas dave you can't ever he's he's like your nemesis or something he's in your head all the time we're going to have, Ve- yeah, Ve- we'll host Vegas Dave's picks, Michael Schwimmer's picks. Um, don't you get, don't you have like a cease and desist or from probably. saying anything about Schwimmer? I don't know. <laughs> you just can't keep yourself from talking about them. Um, welcome, welcome, Captain Jack Andrews, one of the founders of Unabated, and Rufus Peabody, who is normally on this podcast also, uh, the other founder of Unabated. My first question to you guys is, why didn't you ask me to join this company? That was a crucial mistake that I think we made. Um, it's not too late. Wait, wait, wait it's sort, sort of the ground floor. I, I talked to you about it, Jeff, and you're like, nah, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, 95% of the ideas you tell me, I just have like an auto reply that says that to you. So this might actually have been a good idea. I was actually just on the website. Um, and it's pretty cool. The, the video of you guys is is great. Like, uh, how many takes did it take you guys to do that video? Uh, it actually took about seven months. Uh, we originally shot that over Zoom, and the quality was just horrible. Uh, but I tried to make it work, and I actually spent a solid week going frame by frame, edging out Rufus's face around a green screen that had some <laughs> blur over, and it was just a miserable experience. And so finally, when Rufus hit the road uh, for his, his summer journey here, uh, we decided to meet up in Northern Maryland and reshoot it in a dive motel. Uh, it was, uh, I would never want to stay there. And, uh, but I, I brought all my video equipment down to Maryland, set up the green screen. It, it turned out perfectly in terms so of you, shooting you it. you rented we, a hotel room by the hour with Rufus. Literally, yeah. literally videos. People, People asked what I was doing on Sunday. I said, I'm going, I'm driving to Northern, I'm driving to Perrysville, Maryland to meet a man in a day's end to shoot a video. <laughs> That's absolutely true. What, 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 ex- explain to me why you did this in a, in a seedy hotel. Like, presumably you were staying in a hotel, right, Jack? No, I mean, I live in New Jersey. So I, and Rufus at the time was in DC. So that's about the midway point. Uh, was Perrysville, Maryland. There's actually a casino there. There'll be a barstool sports book there in a couple months. Uh, and so we decided we, we, you know, that's where we convene. I mean, Rufus did offer to drive all the way up to New Jersey and come to my house. Uh, so that was generous of him, but I felt like, okay, I'll just meet him halfway. And it, it turned out in that video, we're actually never 
standing next to each other. That's that's the effect of video is that I uh, made us look like we turn and look at each other, but we, those were shot at two different times. Where do I get like the, is there a DVD with the extras on that? Like maybe the director's cut? Because this is this is valuable, the stuff we're talking about. And you need to pack uh, this up on a DVD. That they'll be released as an NFT in time, definitely. Then we got to link our bearded friend in. Uh, so tell me about the motivation for starting this company. Like what, what made you guys excited to start it? And, and obviously if you want to get into sort of the sound bites on, on what it is as part of that um, question, I'd love to love to hear the answer. Uh, well, you know, I think Rufus could probably take this question first because the idea is really germinated with him. Uh, and then he, he brought it to me. So Rufus, go ahead. Well, the, the first idea, well, we're not talking about the spanky exchange, right? <laughs> no, but you better is, explain what the spanky well, I, exchange I, is. I've had a lot of ideas over the years, and Jeff hits all the reply on 95, no, on 95% of them. But I, I do think the spanky exchange is a cool idea, and it, it, it isn't really fitted in the DNA of Unabated, but, but it's basically to do what spanky does, but with legal sports books, it's like, you know, whales, basically big betters with big limits, look for a shark because they want to win. And sharks look for a whale to help them get down and sort of facilitating like a marketplace. So this is like interesting, that. Jack, because are you the, C who's the CEO of the company? I don't think we have named a CEO. Uh, Dan Fabrizio is technically our president, uh, but we're all co-founders, me, uh, Rufus, Dan, and then a, an engineer, a very talented engineer, Matt Snyder. Who's kind of made all this magic happen on this website? So seriously, it it is like it, he's done an astonishing amount of work, and it's like this whole thing. I mean, would not have happened without him. So if if Dan were here, Rufus, he would probably give you the information that when someone asks you about the motivation for starting a company, you don't actually talk about a completely different thing. Yeah, well, you know, this is. This is uh, about the process though. So I figured that was probably the best way to actually, you know, I, I thought you were gonna interrupt me on that, on whatever I said. So I would start with something unrelated and then be able to eventually get to the related thing. But so, so the motivation for the company, um, I think as I've said a lot, I've been, you know, I've, I've done doing this for a dozen years, betting on sports, it, it gets a little bit tiring, tired. It's, it's harder to find the motivation and I've been sort of looking for a while for sort of what's that next thing, what's something to motivate me. And, and the idea of, of sort of building, and I've, I've had a bunch of ideas um, over the years, but, but building something like, I think we've talked a lot about the sports betting media and content and all that, and, be, and really there not being anything out there that really helps betters. It's most, most media out there um, is, I guess, well driven by operators because they're it's paid for by operators through affiliate, and um, it's targeted at it's more entertainment rather than education. And so, I wanted to we wanted to build tools to help betters. Um, Captain Jack has done a ton. Like, oh, 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 I mean, I'll let you take over here in a sec, Captain Jack. But, but he did a bunch of videos during the pandemic that ended up like really taking off that were, they were educating betters. So like, and it kind of also shot in a hotel room in um, Maryland. I, I cannot confirm oh. or deny. 
most. We did you find that the days in was the best lighting, or after trying Motel Six, Best Western, and you just got to read the Yelp reviews, dude. So yeah, well, they, they talk about that kind of stuff. They cover it. Rated like five stars for CD green screen videos. Certain, I mean, the lighting in room 69 is just really good. You had to pick 69. There you go. Okay, so Rufus, so, so can, I, can I try to sum up, Rufus, what you're saying? You're saying that you started this because you wanted to build a sort of media tools business that would help sports bettors be better bettors, right? I wanted to do something that I found more meaningful than just make money. Yeah, okay, it, but there, yeah. there's a lot of things you could have done that yeah, you could true, have gone and, and volunteered but, in the Peace Corps or you could right. have. I could have, but I don't think that I have any skills that would make, you know, that would make me good at that. Yeah, so, Jeff, if I, if I may, uh, I please, think a large, part, a large part of what drove Rufus and I is the fact that the content that's out there, the tools that are out there are just a funnel. They're just a large funnel trying to suck people down into sports books. So they're not really giving you authenticity in the message they're conveying. Um, you know, I always give this example of what's a half point worth in the NFL? Well, if you Google that, you will end up at this site where they have a half point calculator. Uh, I'm not going to name them, uh, but that half point calculator was developed in 2006 and they haven't updated it since. And the NFL has changed a bit since 2006. You can't really find the value of a half point in the NFL easily via Google. And that should be information that people need to know. And it kind of is a base work for sports handicapping or doing your own handicapping. Uh, same with content. If you go on YouTube and you start looking up sports betting, every, everybody's trying to sell you a system or picks or bankroll management, or they're just giving you affiliate-based funnel into, into the operators. Uh, and I didn't like that. I, I kind of felt like there needs to be a more authentic message. And I think there's room for it in not only this market, but all of the people that are out there that are just getting slaughtered as they get into sports betting because they're tricked into thinking that same game parlay is their road to riches. And they need to kind of help lose less. And so that's sort of our driving goal is we may not help you win, but we're going to certainly help you lose less. And we're going to provide the tools and resources to answer some of these questions that nobody seems to have the answer to these days, yet they're very basic tenets of, of handicapping. So that, that's kind I of interesting, I, right? Because I, I think that's a little bit of dangerous territory, right? Because yeah, I don't think you, we should market ourselves as lose less. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, that's what I was about to say, right? Because that's the, the, the RJ Bell, like that's right. what he's always said. That. Like, what's that? No, I remember that, like that he was like, we're not giving, we're making people lose less with picks. Our picks might not win, but they're better than 50%. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, I understand what you're saying, Jack, like it, it, it makes sense. And it is a, it's, so what I like about the idea is, hey, the, the funnel aspect. And so I wonder if you went to Chad Millman and you asked him the same question, and for those of you guys that don't know, know, Chad Millman runs the content for um, the Action Network. Have you asked him what he thought? My guess is his answer would be fairly similar to yours. He doesn't know what the value of a half point is in the NFL, but his answer would be fairly similar. Besides would it though? Because they've, they've definitely pivoted at the Action Network from building tools and resources to providing entertainment. Uh, and they actually had to like 
pull back from that because remember they they got really deep into the entertainment and they were just pulling out all kind of silly stuff all over the place. Now they're they're back to oh we have all these resources for you, but what resources do they really have? Well, they have an odd screen that's that's pretty good. They have a bet tracking app that's that's pretty good. But all of these are are definite funnels, and you can tell it from their pages. There's I think somebody told me there's 146 links on average per page on each page at the Action Network. Uh, and all of those are links to sports books. All those are affiliate links. So that kind of biases the message a little bit, Jeff. It's sort of like they, how can you trust that they're giving you the straight scoop if you know that their profit model is, is, is riding on the fact that you're going to click these links and get them their, their, uh, their sign-up fees well, so, and so maybe the, the, revenue sharing down the line. No, it's a, it's a it's a fair point. My, I guess what I would say also is if you ask, so so Brian Mead works at the Action Network. He's started the the mobile, really the mobile site, and really was very focused and interested in a lot of these quote unquote tools. Right, that's what he wanted to do also. And it'd be interesting to get him on to talk about why they ended up pivoting, which, as you said, they did because when they first started, they tried to do this much more, right? And they were well, and they ended up pivoting, and then as you said they've gone to this model where like ultimately they are now forced to sort of have a lot of these links. Right. So how well, Rufus, you're going to ask a question or say something, and it's probably going to derail this conversation, which I think is getting very interesting. So I'll let you um, make your point. Well, I, I was going to say that Brian, like one of our founders, Dan Fabrizio was also a founder of the action network. He, he was, it was Dan, Chad Millman, Dan, it was Sports Insights, which was co-founded or which was founded by Dan. Well, so technically it wasn't, right? Because technically Brian started the app and then Churning Group put together this whole, you know, conglomerate mix of, of a few different companies. They brought yeah. in Chad and, and Brian had you know, joined forces with them. Right. But so, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm well aware of the history there. Um, I think well, my, but the, my, point, my, the point is, the point is Dan had built what Dan built at Sports Insights was very product driven and Fantasy Labs, very product driven. And I think what the Action Network ended up going towards was more content driven rather than product. That's, well, okay, which is hold why, on, hold on. Let, and that's like, why Dan is no longer there. You're going to stand on the Dan Fabrizio's soapbox. And, and again, Dan is a great dude. Like I really like he him is. and I loved it. I forgot, I forgot that he was working with you guys. But he's the, like this information that he was a big part of Sports Insights, which was his gig, Right. That were, were these betting percentages that we laugh at all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally admit that. And I, I see that. And you know what? He admits that and he sees that uh, it was a different time. It was, it was a little bit less enlightened time. And we had in very early on discussions in, in starting unabated, those kind of topics came up, you know, what about these, these trend tools uh, and Rufus and I, you know, unequivocally shot it down. Um, at the time, I didn't even realize how much that a lot of those tools had originated with Sports Insights. And uh, I, you know, I was I was pretty aggressive in in kind of disputing that this is this is bullshit. This is this is not anything that has. So any why the on. choice then to have Dan be one of the guys that starts this company with you? If his Dan DNA is in this this idea of you know Sports Insights, sixty percent of the public money reverse line movement, mm -hmm. public, whatever, right? Like, it seems like an odd combination with the two of you guys. So here's what it is, Jeff, is Rufus and I had an idea to work together 
uh, in 2019, and we, we started the American Betters Coalition because we felt betters needed a voice in all of these regulations. Yeah, I, love, I love that. I love right. what you guys are doing there. I was sad when it, when it um, became a tout service. So the reason, <laughs> the reason it died is uh, Rufus and I are betters. We are not business people. And you need in situations like this, and maybe Jeff, we should have tapped your shoulder. Uh, you need someone who has business savvy that can push a product forward and uh, create that game plan and kind of uh, head headway the, the 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 progress. Uh, and Dan is that person for us. Dan is very good at understanding the business of what it takes to create product driven tools, and he's proven himself to be very good at that. Uh, Sports Insights was not all about reverse line movement and bet percentages. There was a lot of good information there uh, that morphed into Fantasy Labs and Bet Labs, which were incredible pieces of Fantasy Labs product. is an incredible, incredible product. And Agreed. we both obviously Completely have tremendous respect for Jennings and Bales and what they built over there. And, and you know, I, I, I'm giving you a little bit of crap on this, but it is an interesting thing to think about. And, and I think that's fair, right? Is, mm -hmm. is Dan, does Dan, is Dan a better? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I don't actually Dan know. <laughs> but, but here's the point though, Jeff, is it's Rufus's head. You know, we actually just had business cards printed up. I'm head of content. Matt Snyder is head of engineering. Uh, Rufus is head full of ideas because that's exactly what he is. He's the guy that's the idea guy behind this whole uh, product. And we're going with Rufus's ethos in a lot of this, not necessarily uh, Dan's idea or, or Matt's idea or my idea. I think it's all of our ideas. Yeah, but I'm, what Rufus, what I'm saying is this is not Ru Rufus and I doing Dan's bidding in terms of the product ideas. This is largely the rest of us doing Rufus's bidding in, in terms of uh, product ideas. Well, well, um, and I'm fine with that because Rufus is one of the most proven successful sports bettors that are, that is alive today. And, you know, I'm honored to be affiliated with him in this way. I mean, if Zil if Matt Zilbert had asked you to do this before <laughs> Rufus or after Rufus, would you have thrown Rufus aside? Because you said, oh, of course, Rufus the, the, the is the over under king. Zilbo's got to be the second or is one, one, a one B kind of thing. Right. Uh, Jeff, I had plenty of offers of people that wanted to work together. They had product ideas. They had ways that, you know, we could, we could change the world. Um, and unequivocally, I, I turned them down left and right. And I really had no plans to try to monetize my knowledge in any way. I was content with making these YouTube videos. They produce about $20 a month in uh, ad revenue profit from Google. Um, and I was fine with that because it's not what did you do with that? Did you pay I mean, for, everybody can um, twenty dollars a pay month for HBO Max and have a little bit left over? You can live yeah. on twenty dollars a month. Yeah, oh, I, I put it on an eleven team parlay each month, and uh, one of these years it's going to hit. So when you hit, you should let Ravel know because he will, <laughs> will amplify that stuff. <laughs> the cows come home. That's absolutely true. Uh, but the point being is, I had plenty of offers. Rufus was the first one that came along that really I said, "Wow, this is just about everything I want to be doing." Cool. Uh, you know, because that whole that whole idea of better uh, American Betters Coalition that still exists in my brain. I still think the consumer. Well, I mean, I think voice. this is the I agree the for I, profit version of this so, to some degree. But, but right? I don't think so. I think this is something. I mean, they, yes, I guess it is, but it's it's something that can actually happen. The it's it's hard. It is hard to start a business without business people and without a way to actually be able to sustain the business. 
you know, if you don't have any revenue, if your revenue comes from asking sports books to give you money to then essentially hurt their, make life harder for them, that's not exactly um, a very good model to be successful. But what, to what Jack said, I mean, I think that, I think we both, we both have the same values in the industry. We both believe in the same things and neither of us is out to make a quick buck. We both want to build something that we believe in that we think is actually okay, so, useful. So let's, and, let's take that Rufus. Okay. What, what's your goal? What are you guys' goals for this? What does success look like? That's a good question. Um, and, it's not and, that good a question. Someone else. No, it, well, it, it, it's, it's good enough that I don't have a good answer for it immediately, but I, I just being honest, I think that um, I'll give you time. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I almost said, Jerry, I, I I'm going to text Dan for, I almost said gerrymander. I meant, I did not mean gerrymander, um, but yeah, I, I'm going to let Jack um, take this one. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> Jeff, we actually did have this exercise as a team to figure out where we see ourselves in five years, 10 years, 30 years. Um, and, and honestly, and this is kind of a far-flung analogy, but I feel like such a trusted source that when people want to know what the true fact is, instead of going to the spokesperson for DraftKings or going to ESPN, they go to Unabated, and they can either see it for themselves in our tools and resources, or they can ask us, and they know they're getting a um, unbiased opinion and answer in whatever question they're asking. We want to be kind of this force for um, fair and, and true. Um, it, that sounds very superhero-ish or whatever you want to call it, but honestly, that's, that's the driving force behind this. It's not to create this huge monetized product that is key to the industry. Uh, it's to create this force that people say, oh, there's authenticity. That's unabated. They're, they're authentic. And so I will chime in actually a little bit here because I, I, the funny thing is I think all of our motivations are slightly different or the, the, or the and we bring different things to the table too. Um, and, and I think for me, a big thing is what I want is for unabated to be useful to betters that maybe do not have the quantitative sk skills or, or the coding ability to create their own models, but they have ideas and, event, and we will be able to build a data pipeline and essentially be able to turn their ideas into model and and that's essentially what we're doing on a smaller scale with our nfl future simulator you can come in with your own power ratings in fact um jeff think about like somebody an old school handicapper um like a kenny white or a dave Koken or someone that has power ratings but probably is not writing code you know they could put that in um and they could put in their power ratings tweak you know quarterback injury probabilities home field advantage um, dynamic uncertainty for teams, you know, which, you know, which teams are you more? So Rufus, and, like, and I, I, hold on, can I finish really quick? And basically be able yeah. to leverage their opinions and turn it into an actual output. And, and with our future simulator, you can use your power ratings or power ratings, any of a number of um, publicly available power ratings out there and see what, you know, how to price over under nine and a half wins, how to price division probabilities, how to price Super Bowl odds and be able to, and, and we make it easy by integrating it with an odd screen, integrating your results with an odd screen um, to actually identify value and, 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 and okay, be able so to actually bet. And so that's something that like, I, like 
bigger picture, like longer term, what I see is essentially being able to host a model for somebody, someone that says, you know, I want, I want uh, yards per play. I want play success. I want red zone success rate, blah, blah, blah. And I want to, I, I want to use last season and this season. I want such and such a DK rate, although most people would get scared by that term, but you know, and basically we could so build. Yeah. Like I, the only reason I'm stopping you is because we can get what you're talking about to me is a different question than what I'm asking. Right. And maybe you don't have an answer to that question, which is okay. Like when I think about what Jack's goal is or what success looks like, it's basically that he can like sit back with a glass of wine and feel like he made uh, a mark on the sports betting industry where there's actually like a known relevant place for people to get what they believe to be fair, like smart, like whatever, the, the right, the best, like most useful content uh, about sports betting and and tools, et cetera, right? Well, Jack's your, answer is better than mine. Let me just let me just finish. Like what you're yeah. what you're alluding to is 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 the product that you want to build, right? And your answer is really like you haven't thought about this as much in the macro sense. Your passion is much more around the product that you want to build. Now, what how, how I would challenge you, how I would products. challenge you, or how I would like worry a bit having you know built a bunch of startups and and really largely had a bunch of them fail at some level right and some of them obviously succeeded but the the worst way to build a product is to build that product like from your standpoint from your view viewpoint and from what you're sort of passionate about especially when you're someone is unique and special and i mean that at this time in a good way Right. That that thank you, because ultimately the rest of the people aren't necessarily like you. So what type of research you have you guys done? And what I mean by research is real customer discovery. When you actually go and you interview betters and you interview people and you don't say to them, hey, what if I built this for you? You actually say, like, what are the problems that like what, what are the things what are the things you struggle with? And you actually think about their circumstances that drives you to building a product. That's the way the best products are built. Well, have you guys done any of that? Do you know that people care about this type of product? It's, I mean, I, I, Jeff, I agree with that. I think that, and I think, and we have done a lot of, um, we have talked to a lot of betters. Um, we've had one-on-one -on -one sessions with them. But I also, what you're saying, that's one way of doing it. I just want to say there is another way. And I, what was it? I think, was it Steve Jobs who said, like, people don't know what they want until they see it in a way. If you're building something new, like, I, I do think the NFL future simulator is something that nobody has out there. And, and honestly, I was concerned that, that there might, it might just fall flat on its face in terms of appeal. And in a way, if it did, then I think the company, or, or does, I should say, because it's still, you know, the, the jury's still out, I guess, but, but I'm happy that the guy, that the guys, well, trusted me on this. And if it, but if it doesn't have very broad appeal, then it doesn't. And, you know, maybe like they need to be a little bit more, um, I, I, well, they need to be a little more aggressive in uh, shooting down my ideas. But okay, so so Rufus, 
what market and jack i'll ask you this too what market is the worst what, what what's one of the most what the one of the worst markets to bet into to find value in as a as a casual sports better i think the, the nfl market would be well but what part of the nfl right are is it often that we find value in futures markets because of the hold percentage that is in futures markets it is these days jeff because there are so many different voices in the market that these lines are all over the place more than they ever have been before. And when we're talking futures markets, we're not just talking odds to win the Super Bowl. We're talking the yes, no props, like make the playoffs, yes, no. Season wins where you have not only the season wins, but you have the alt line season win distribution. Uh, you know, Rufus had that bet he made where, last where year. Do they, Jack, where do they have those these days? They have those at most, at most commercial sports books? Everywhere. Yes. In fact, we then incorporated your sim results into an odd screen that displays over 30 U.S. regulated sports books and lists all of those markets, um, as well as the season win distributions based on your, your model. So it's, it's really one of these tools that you didn't realize how much you needed it until you use it and get in there and see, oh, wait, there was a lot of value just hanging, in, hanging low off this tree. Uh, and this, this tool is enabling me to, you know, find, find it. Shouldn't you guys in, in do Jeff some sort of a partnership with prop swap then for this product? Because ultimately is, I mean, like there, there, there seems like real opportunity there where you can price real odds, right? Am I, am I jumping ahead of the gun? Are you guys doing a prop swap I'm, partnership? I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting the silence kind of. Are we ready over. to announce that right now? Breaking no. on, 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 uh, on the bet the process. I forgot what podcast we've been doing right now. This conversation. Yeah, um, no, I, I don't think there's a partnership there to be had. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, yes, you could use our tool to find value on the prop swap marketplace and even overcome the ridiculous. Uh, commissions that they charge. <laughs> Jeff, wait. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, wanna... I guess, and I, I, I was not aware, I don't bet a lot of futures. I don't bet a lot of these, you know, I'm not in a state that sports betting is legal and there's a lot of alternatives, right? So it just seems like an interesting choice for me to think about building the first product around a market that is generally so um, the margins are pretty high. So finding small edges seems challenging. Rufus, you I mean, have your hand raised. I, I, I disagree. Like over under win totals, that is, you know, minus 110 on each side. That is not a high. You can, can you continue to bet those throughout the season? Yes. It's some places. Really? Yes. That's... In fact, you can find a lot of value in those even up to three weeks left in the season. Uh, What's the, what are the limits on that? Can you get much down? Well, last year I was, I thought we're trying to appeal to the masses here. The masses trying to bet $5,000 a bet. Well, what, I'm just asking how much you can get down. That's all. I mean, last year without these tools. These are the same questions that I would ask if we had like Vegas Dave on or something like sure. that. And he was talking about how much his service costs and how much money he can make people or help people. Right. You know, but, and, and Jeff, it's when, when, get, when the question becomes getting money down, is that really about the science of sports betting or the art of sports betting, you know, it's, it, no, well, it's, it's more just, it's, it's honestly more just around, like, I think what I, and we can talk, we should probably talk about business model next, but what, what I've always had struggled with as it pertains to the type of company you guys are building, because like 
to be completely fair, I find it fascinating and I, I think it's great. And I want you guys to succeed because ultimately I, I think it's a great, um, I think it's a really hard thing to make money on. And I think ultimately it's, it's sort of almost like equally a hard thing to actually provide real value to someone, right? Like you can provide directional value. You can provide some level of like method value, meaning like they learn a method they, you know, you're teaching them to fish you're not giving them fish, right? So yeah. then, then the question becomes, as we think about this big thing that you're building, right, which sounds fascinating, I wanna understand the practical application of it. And I think limits matter a lot when we are talking about the practical applications of it. Yes, yes, uh, everything you just said there is true. In terms of practical application, one of the things I did last week when we, we went live with our production model is uh, I created a live stream on YouTube for three hours and I used our tools to bet into live lines that were existing at the, that very time in New Jersey sports books and find value in both derivative markets as well as um, you know, alternate lines, things like that. That's, that's, that's not our total base for unabated. That is just one facet of what we're offering. If we were just offering a tool that helped you find value in alt markets, there's probably not a big market for that. Uh, there's a very small segment of people that haven't already built those tools for themselves. However, we have more than that. We have the, this content piece. And one of the things that I've wanted to do with my YouTube videos is create a course. Uh, I, I started to do it, I made a making a modeler series. And that didn't really go as I expected because to do a course, to do actual learning, you need uh, kind of a response back and forth between the student and the teacher. And putting this on a bespoke website will enable us to have that sort of course mentality with a lot of uh, what I want to do in terms of teaching people about different aspects of, of sports betting. Um, but then beyond that, we also have the simulator, which I, I feel is a very advanced tool for some, but it also kind of helps bring bridging the gap from someone who doesn't quite understand modeling to now, okay, well, I just need to create power ratings. And if I don't understand how to create power ratings, well, Jack has made a video on creating power ratings, uh, sort of kind of walking them through the process. Uh, Matt Davidow wrote an amazing article for us about using our simulator and how he would use it to bet. And his process was, was great when you read that article. So there's sort of like this methodology of, of the evolution of a sports better, the evolution of a sharp better. Uh, you know, we're going to be there every step of the way as people continue their journey, and we're going to have just enough guidance to say, okay, here's where you take your next step, not necessarily pulling them along, just sort of like, uh, you know, being, being Yoda to their Luke Skywalker type of uh, progression. So what, what's, the, what's the business model? In terms of profitability? No, I mean, like, how, like you charge people subscription. Yeah, there's, gonna, there's eventually going to be a paywall. Uh, we obviously want to create a product right now that gets people interested in what we have. So right now it's free. Uh, it, it's costing us a considerable sum each month to have employees and have uh, AWS systems, you know, uh, stuff I mean, like if that. If you built on Azure, I could have given you credits and you would have taken... We would, we would, would have been much it longer. Ooh, we could do it for free with Jeff. So, but no, the point is we're going to have a paywall at some point. Now... Will the entire site be behind a paywall? No, I, I want a lot of my content to be outside the paywall because I feel like 
what I have to say and, and teach to people should not be behind a paywall because you won't know what you need until you would pay for it. And, and that's just not a good business model, in my opinion. So, so I have a be question. Those... I want to challenge you there, Jeff, because you criticize these other sites for being a funnel to operators. Will your content yeah. free be a funnel to our paid site? Uh, if I did it well, it probably would be, but uh, I'm more, I'm more interested in putting out content people need than necessarily the content we need. Um, for instance, I'll just throw this out there. We did this big SEO study, search engine optimization, uh, had a consultant come in. We created this hot list of terms that are under searched for or over searched for, but under uh, result for in Google. And uh, so far I've followed some of that, but for the most part, I say, you know, what's not out there is strategy for NFL pick'em contests and strategy strategy for NFL survivor contests. So that's that was one of the first two articles I created this month were uh, strategy articles for each of those. And you can't really find that elsewhere. You can you know you can pick up parts of it here and there, various places. But uh, to kind of game plan out your NFL handicapping contest, you know that that's just not out there right now. Um, Rufus, do you want to respond to that? Uh, well, I mean, I have a lot I wanted to say from before, but I feel like the conversation's come and gone. Well, go ahead. I mean, you had your hand okay. up. You still have your hand up, unless you have to go um, to the bathroom. I got to put up. my hand down, I guess. Thank you, Mr. Ma. Um, so, Jeff, uh, like I, I'm coming back in my head to this point you made basically about how do we know what consumers want, right? And my perspective is as a better that does this for a living and does it quantitatively. And I know what helps me and I know what I would pay for, like what I would pay for, what would help my process. And so, and I know what it takes to win. And so I feel like the question is, are there enough? How, people how many are, people out there do you think are like you in the world? Well, they're not like me. I mean, nobody, I'm, I'm one of a kind. <laughs> but this, I do uh, think was this I do pep think, talk your mom gave you last night. Yes, she told me I well no, like when I was like seven. But I'm a very special young boy. But I do think um, that so I do think that there. How do I put this? Um, I think that if I'm building products that do not yet exist. I don't, I don't know how we can evaluate whether, or maybe I guess you could say the fact that they don't exist means that they don't, nobody wants them. But I mean, you know, the iPhone didn't exist before, but it became very successful. And obviously <laughs> I do not mean to compare unabated to the iPhone in any way, but. Um, but Steve Jobs and the iPhone so far. You do, you have, you have basically dropped Steve Jobs and the iPhone and comparing yourself to Steve Jobs and unabated to, um, to the iPhone. So wait, Rufus, here's the thing. And honestly, you heard me once talk to the bet stamp guy, I think about this. Um, oh, yeah. You asked me to like do a call with him. The advice I would have given you guys is the similar advice I give to you, which is, and you, you can still do this. All right. Like, it's not like the ship has sailed you've got to like sit down with your target market, right? And, you know, like you have to figure out what your target market is, right? There's a whole bunch of different um, 
segments of what sports betters are. And, and what I would say is you go and you find 50 sports betters and you interview them, right? And these types of interviews that you need to do are not interviews that I'm sure either of you needs to, knows how to do at this point because they take a lot of training and thought and they're painful to do. I'm going to be honest, Jeff, Dan has done a lot of these. Dan yeah, has Dan probably been, has, yeah. Dan, I, I and, and, Dan we've, and we've, we've done a ton of these kind of exercises and Dan has led this and it has really helped us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I if, mean, if that would have been a good me, answer besides, yeah. besides like, I think about what I want and that's what I build. That's, well, that's not a good I, answer. I was trying to talk about the, I was trying, I was trying to basically go after your point that you need to build things that people want or people say they want, but what people, it, it's like online dating. I, I, I just took issue with that point. Cause I don't think it's true. I think it can be true, but in, in many situations, but I think it's also not true in some situations. What people say you're an analytics want, guy, right? What like, people wanna... say they want in online dating is not what they actually want in terms of what's demonstrated by their preferences in real life. But, but so that's example. that's that's the nature of like a customer discovery interview, right? This is the whole idea. If you'd ask someone, um, you know, like if Henry Ford had asked someone what they wanted, they would have want they would have told them they wanted a faster horse. He wouldn't have built a car, right? That's the concept. And when you do these customer interviews. You're not necessarily asking people what they want. You're asking them about their process, their circumstances, their struggles. And with the struggles, you learn about what they really need. So like in those interviews, theoretically, if, if people did want a futures calculator, you'd hear people say like, yeah, I'm always really interested in betting in on futures, but I have no idea how to price them. And I have this like, great opportunity to bet. I have all these great outs where I can bet a lot of futures, but I have no idea how to compare these versus each other, right? And that would make you go, oh, what we really need to do is build a futures. They're not telling you, I want a futures calculator. They're telling you about what their struggle is and what 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 their, their problems are that lead you, what their circumstances are that lead you. And this is this whole concept, if any of you guys are interested in this, and it's called Jobs to be Done. It's a framework that Clayton Christensen, who is a Harvard Business School professor, put together, which is that the best products, we hire the best products to do a job for us. And that job, articulating that job, understanding what that job is, is ultimately like the most valuable thing that you can do when you're building a product, right? And so like, again, this, this job would be, you know, and you, you need to be able to articulate as like, I am a sports better, I need to be able to translate my power ratings into actual futures bets to understand what futures I should bet. So, I mean, tomato, tomato. I, I again, wish you guys the best of luck. Hey, wait, wait, but... wait, wait. Do, do you know what the product we're about to come out with is? Jeff, if you project somebody for 72 receiving yards, do you know what, how to price whether he'll get 100 yards in the game or not? No, but what's, what's under 77 and a half? Do you, do you have any idea what the distribution looks like? No, because there isn't one distribution for it. You need a simulation. See, you are, you're really not listening to me, Rufus. I like, am listening. I'm not I think arguing that's a product about whether need. any of the products you're building are good products. Like I'm not, I'm not in a position to tell you that because I'm one individual and I don't claim to be very similar to any, uh, like anyone, like what I want or what I think is great is going to be very different than, you know, again, like I, you know, this, this is like me lecturing you guys. So you can just tell me to shut the F up because ultimately like, I'm just trying to tell you the process that I would go through in trying to build this product, right? And, and what worries me as your friends and as someone that wants to see you succeed 
is how much you've gone through that. Now, if Dan has taken you guys through this and Dan has built successful companies before, which he has and successful products, right? Like, you know, again, like, great. Like, but this is something that I would stress to you guys that you need to do and not argue with me about how you know this is a good product because it's something that you want and something that keeps oh, you up at night. That's not what I was saying. That was not the argument. I, I feel like I got into the weeds there a little bit, but my argument was it seems like you were saying that it wasn't a good product. And I was saying that we don't know. And, and we're going to discover that. And this also, I also want to say that the futures product is not, that, that was built, that was not meant, that's not the flagship product of the site. You know, it's, it was not built to be that. But Jack, did you want to say something? Yeah, no, I actually, I just wanted to say, Jeff, that that is excellent advice. And I appreciate you taking the time to say that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're learning as we go. We started a Discord server and it's opened my eyes to what the users really want. You know, one of the first things was, hey, Jack, I saw in your live stream that you had a, a little spreadsheet on the side calculating the no big price. And I was thinking, well, everybody can calculate the no big price. I mean, that's kind of easy to do. But the users were like, why isn't there a no big calculator on the site? They're right. They're right. That would have been an easy lift for us. We kind of uh, looked over that. So paying more attention to how the users are using the site and the feedback they're giving to us in the Discord server uh, has, has been invaluable. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Jeff. So um, going back to sort of this idea that we talked about, do you guys, who do you guys think is your target customer? Do you have, do you have a good concept of that? Like Jack, why don't you describe to me what, 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 so again, I'm going to give you guys a little like a condescending talk down about building products. And, and when you, when you do this, a lot of times you'll build out like customer profiles, right? And your customer profile, you'll, you'll literally say like, this is, you know, Fred, he lives in New Jersey. He is a trader by day and bets on average X amount per game. He bets the NFL and the NBA primarily. And like, so define for me, Jack, your, your, your target customer. So, yeah, we did this exercise uh, and we had various personas of bettors. Uh, one was named Barstool Billy. You know, they're, they're the, <laughs> the average Barstool Sportsbook customer. Uh, we had another one called Minnow Mike, who is somebody who's a small better, but they have discretionary income to spend. Uh, you know, we have the average Joe. We had Sharp Shane. Uh, you know, things like this. So we looked through all of these and we kind of started to model basically the aspirational sharp. These are the betters that know that there is some keys to winning more. They, they may have uh, read the logic of sports betting. Uh, they, they know they need to be sharper in their game. They're just not sure exactly how to manifest that sharpness. Uh, the aspirational sharp thinks they can win long-term at sports betting, but in practice, they haven't really experienced it outside of maybe uh, beating some props or some low liquidity markets or taking advantage of promotions and things like that. But they want to take their game to the next level. They want to put in the time and energy and, and mental fortitude to make themselves a sharp better. We want to provide them the tools and resources to you know, progress them along their journey. Uh, the, the Barstool Billy they're looking for picks. They're not going to find picks. Uh, our site is not about picks. We say it up front. You know, we use that analogy. You can teach a man to fish. He, you know, he, he'll be hungry tomorrow. 
But if you, you, sorry, you can give a man a fish and he'll be hungry tomorrow. You can teach a man to fish and he you know, won't be hungry the rest of his life. And we want to be the site that gives you the tools and resources, uh, but the fishing pole uh, and, and teaches you how to fish. You want to be that for the Barstool Billy? No, no, no. I'm just saying Barstool Billy is not who, so who we're going who at. Is, sorry, who is, who, is your, who is the guy that you want to teach to fish? Describe him to me. Well, the aspirational sharp. So in other words, this is a person who uh, they've, they've tried sports betting. They have not been as successful as they want to be. They know there's more to it than this. They're just not sure where to turn to how, get how, that are, how educated are they? Are they, are they, you know, are they smart enough? Like what, what's the level of schooling or sophistication they have as it pertains to maths? Right. Uh, like we said, they, they probably have a salary range between 50 and $100,000, uh, age 18 to 35, status, marital status is they're probably single. Uh, they have college education. Uh, they may bet anywhere from um, $100 in a weekend to $1,000 in a weekend, maybe more than that. Do they bet with a bookie or do they bet legally? Uh, they, they probably bet wherever they can, but it's, you know, so if they're in a legal state, they're betting at a regulated market. If they are in a non-legal state, they're probably betting offshore or through a local. Um, they, they like to Google search a lot of what they want to find, you know, like, let me Google search, uh, how to beat player props and things like that. They, they, that's sort of how they learn. They just go out and, okay, let me just try to find it. Um, and you know, that's Have you guys done Google search results like, research? Yeah, actually we have. Um, and that, you know, that's how they wind up at sites like Action Network and places like that that have tremendous SEO and they're able to kind of reel in a lot of these guys. And uh, you know, that's gonna be, a, we're not gonna be able to beat Action Network in when it comes to the search result pages. Uh, but if we can get at least get into the top six search results for things that people are searching for that are aspirational sharps, we can come up with uh, you know, a, a way to kind of grab them and you know, and, and show them what we got. Rufus, who do you think your target customers are? Or do you just you co-sign that? No, I co-sign that. I think it is the aspirational shark, but I think we do have people, we have, we do have things for people on all stages of the betting, sharp betting ladder or whatever. I mean, Jack, Jack has these, has much better metaphors than I do for this. Um, I'll switch gears a teeny bit and we'll, we let's go for like maybe 10 more minutes if that if that makes sense. Um, I have a few more questions. Name a few places that you would do you would willingly do a partnership with. So like could be media companies, sure, yeah. could be sports books, like who what are three that you guys would say like these would be ideal? Could be prop swap, who knows? Deck Prism, Circa, okay. um, Bet Chris. Pinnacle, you know, I, I, I think it's a short list, but it's obviously, you know, what did I just name there, Jeff? I named market makers, right? That is what I think the world needs to learn more about is that, that sports betting is about market making. And there are entities out there that are really strong at market making. And those are the entities that I respect the most. Um, you do a partnership with VEASAN? <sighs> yeah. Mm. They have, they have a good reach right now and they're expanding their reach and I'm going to ignore who their corporate parent is and say that, you know, there are sections of VEASAN that are extremely informative. Uh, I subscribe 
because I enjoy listening to it uh, at certain points of the day. So yeah, no, VSIN has promise. Would you do a partnership with Action? No. No, and, I, and more so, Jeff, not because I don't think there aren't good people at Action Network. In fact, there are some good people at Action Network. I just feel like they're not of the same, they're not moving in the same direction that we are in terms of what they want to get from their customers. Um, I, I feel like they're, you know, they're, they're the funnel and we're sort of the, almost the anti-funnel. Um, you know, we hope you're going to pay us in order to keep yourself from swirling round and round that funnel into, into the drain. Um, so yeah, no, what's, for me, what's, it's, the, it's, what's the price point look like for the subscription? I will be completely honest with you and tell you, we have not discussed that. And that is the God's honest truth. We have not discussed a price point. Got it. I have some in my head. I, co I co-sign that. I, I have nothing in my head. So, I, and I don't want to be the one to deal with that at all. That's not my strength and that's not something I want to deal with. Um, yeah, I, I have some in my head, but it wouldn't be wise of me to put that out there now. I'd rather, I should say that to my co-founders before I say it to Jeff Ma on a podcast. So I think you can understand that. Yeah, totally. And, and honestly, like, uh, you know, I, I think, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll save my uh, soapbox diatribe for the end. Um, and then people can stop listening when I start. So they'll know it's over. Uh, the, what about ESPN? Would you do a partnership with them? Uh, do we have to pay them $3 billion for the... No, I, I think ESPN is, is a neat opportunity for a lot of people. I have a lot of respect for David Purdom. I, I like that he's sticking with ESPN, even though I'm sure he's had bigger offers from uh, the, you know, these, these books that are willing to just throw money around. So um, I, I have some respect for, for what ESPN does. And you know, I wouldn't mind if as part of like daily wager, they said, well, unabated says this because they see us as a, as a point of authenticity. Um, but you know, we're, we're not close to Would that. Would you right pay now. Doug Kazarian as a, as a spokesperson? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think we're, we're even at a point where we discuss spokespeople. And I think we have a couple of good spokespeople right here on this call that we wouldn't need a Doug Kazarian. Um, but you know, Doug, I like Doug. Doug's a nice guy. Would you, would you follow Doug's betting advice? Uh, does that involve a kiosk? <laughs> no. I don't know if I got that joke. That one went over my head. His, his draft uh, prop that he got paid for last year, um, bet at a kiosk. It was very controversial. What happened? I'd love to hear the story. Oh, come on. You know this, Jeff. I don't actually know this story. I, well, I, actually, I actually don't think Jeff does know the story. Okay, well, you can have Doug on, and that could be one of the first questions you ask. Um, but he he bet a, a very bad number at a kiosk uh, re repeatedly, and um, he got paid. That's that's the short version of the story, as he should get paid because it wasn't his mistake that they put up a bad line. What is, what is betting at a kiosk? What is I mean, like I understand what it means, like, but what, what is that? Is that generally like? Why is that different than betting somewhere else? Well, this is probably I, it, a really dumb question, but go ahead. I mean, it, it goes to the art of sports betting, right? You asked me how, uh, how much can you get down on this? Well, how much can you get down at a kiosk? And do they know it's you each time you bet that same amount over and over again at other kiosks on the same property? It's all part of the 
And so at a kiosk, you don't you don't have to give any information. Is there? It's not on account. If you if you bet low enough, that that's true. I mean, they they do have cameras that are monitoring all the kiosks. So you then have to use a little bit of again the art of betting to you know circumvent. However, they're monitoring. This is like the art of getting down. It's not the exactly. art. Exactly. It's it's blackjack. It's, no, no, no. It's I, 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 getting I, down I, is betting. I'm not. That's, that's like, I know that like I'm the boy who cried wolf. So when I'm actually asking these questions, you think I'm being a dick, but like I'm really asking now the, the question, right? And this is the problem of being the boy who cried wolf. So um, interesting. Uh, any other media entities, companies that I didn't cover that you think are are worthy of partnership as you think about how to grow out? Because ultimately, you guys are going to need, you're going to need top of the funnel at some level if you want to succeed. Like the, the challenge in, in here begins the diatribe, and then you guys can respond to this if you want. Right. But I had an answer. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. I think the onion would be a great partner. Do you think, do you think the, the dead spin when they used to be dead spin before they like changed to what they are now? Now, now, now they're, they, 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 they used to be mostly dead spin now they're really dead spin have you been working that joke for a while rufus no literally i just thought of that trying to try i just to, i, I just thought really princess bride i, I thought princess bride um yeah yeah no i so i i think again like you know i started coming in 2004 with mike kearns obviously who runs a runs a churning group um and it was called pro trade and our whole idea was like to, to make uh, a way for people to trade athletes like stocks. And so like the story we used to tell is like, oh, you, you, you go to, you know, Mike used to always go with Jeff Morad, who he's working for at the time. And they always used to go sit at Big Canyon Country Club in Newport Beach. And they would sit up and they would see CNBC on one screen and ESPN on the other screen. And they would say, why aren't these the same, right? Shouldn't they be the same? And their basic premise was, like everybody wants an athlete stock market, right? Everyone wants to be able to buy, you know, LeBron James when he's 18 and when he trades up, they make money off of it. Now, the reality was, and we were like, oh, everyone thinks about athletes like stocks and whatever. And then, but if you go to the, the, the average sports fan, that's not true. They think of athletes as athletes. They don't think of them as stocks, right? And this, you know, amazing construct that we created over three years that we thought was amazing had such little uh traction and we had so few users and we burned through a lot of venture capital and then we then eventually ended up pivoting the company into something that called was called citizen sports and we we did something very very simple that was very simple for sports fans and we had millions of users right away and i, I just worry that what you guys are building is 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 niche and ultimately the business model, which you guys have not articulated to me in any kind of way that gives me confidence. And it, it sounds like you haven't thought about it. So, I mean, you haven't, you've intentionally not thought about it, right? Like, I'm not saying that you're dumb, not thinking about it. Like, oh, we got to make a business model. Like that business model is something that is going to be the biggest challenge in what you do. Cause ultimately it's what drives a sports action to be what they are right now, right? Brian Mead did not seek out trying like thinking that he was going to build what they ended up building. He wanted to build something probably very similar to what you guys are building. Like I remember him talking about this idea of, of modeling and whatnot. And, and you should probably talk to him because he's done a lot of research on this type of stuff of what sports betters want. Um, 
but they had to pivot because they had to make money. Now you guys have the benefit of not having taken any funding, I assume, right? This is all self-funded and bootstrapped. So you get to control that. But at some point, you know, th this goal of, of this altruistic nature that you have, Jack, that, that altruistic nature needs to make, that doesn't make you any money being an altruist, right? So that's just my two cents. I don't know if you guys ever reply to that or if there is a reply to that, but. Yeah, and I, you know, Jeff, I would say don't mistake uh, Rufus's way of kind of deflecting I'm a ADHD. lot of what you're saying as being, as being stuff we haven't discussed. We've actually discussed a lot in terms of our business model, just not in terms of our price point, not in terms of what we feel that users will want to pay to use our service. Um, but Jeff, you made a lot of great points. And we're in a business right now, the sports betting business, media business, whatever you want to call this, where not a whole lot is making sense. And we understand that. And that doesn't mean we're just kind of trying to pump our valuation and, and have somebody buy us out. Uh, but that's certainly what this whole world is kind of coming to these days. And we're, like I said, we're not trying to do that. I, I feel like my altruism towards sports betters and towards this business and the whole sustainability of this business is not because I've taken a vow of poverty or of charity. It's because I feel this is the way forward. This is the product that needs to emerge in this entire ecosystem is this idea of sustainability. And if we're one piece of that, then I feel good about what we're doing because uh, you know we, we could still be around later, uh, even if we're not uh, sold for $240 million to Better Collective. Rufus, do you have anything on this? You didn't raise your hand, so I'm guessing you don't. No, no, I think Jack said it better than I could say it. No, I, I again, like, I think it's a very, it's a very, um, like, I love it. I mean, I love, I love why you're trying to do this. And, you know, when I ultimately, I want you guys to succeed. Um, many ways, this is reasons, this is why Rufus and I started this podcast, right, is we've, you know, we've, we've had many, many, um, you know, offers to sponsor it. And we've said no, and we literally pay money to do this podcast. We've never made a cent off it. And we, in fact, have lost money, thousands of dollars over the course of the amount of episodes that we put up. And it's because we like people to yell at us on Twitter and make fun of me and tell me to stop interrupting Rufus. And, but we do think that there is, you know, a, hopefully a place for us to have this type of conversation. And we, I'm hoping we get good reviews on, on this podcast because I think it was an interesting conversation. We got good reviews last week on the, the, the episode with John Sheeran. And, you know, again, we don't have a master. We don't serve someone to, to like, we, we get to do whatever we want to do on this. And, and I think ultimately this is a lot cheaper though than what you're doing, right? So the, <laughs> the question becomes, at some point, you know, how, how does that happen and, and for you guys? And so I, I wish you the best. Um, you guys got any parting words? Unabated.com. You can go ahead there and sign up. And uh, Are you going to come join know, us next, next weekend on Rufus's Revival Weekend in Vegas? I will be there the, the following weekend for the following week for G2E, the first week of October. Well, you can just so. come out a little bit earlier. Oh, you can come out twice, Jeff. Well, I'm, you're doing this for Rufus, right? This is Rufus's revival weekend. And there's going to be, 
and, and, and we had said we would, would have this contest for people to, to, to join us, right? And I think yeah. now we're just going to tell you, if you show up in Vegas that weekend and you DM us on Twitter, you can come hang out with hang. us. I, yeah, as much as I would love to, Jeff, because I, I understand that Vegas with you is a very great experience and, and you, you know that town very well. So I, I would have I loved to join you. But uh, I feel like I can't be a part of Rufus's revival because I was part of Rufus's burial in, in a lot of ways with the amount of work that we put on him this summer in getting unabated out the door. So, uh, yeah, I feel like you can be part of his revival. I was part of his... Jack, Jack put so Jack put so much more work into this company than I have. Like he is, without him, this would never have happened. He has been no. Like, I, I I was looking at the website to today, guys, and 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 uh, I was I was pretty impressed at, at how it looks and and what you guys have put together and the fact that you've got this launched. Um, it's great, and I wish you guys the best on this. Um, I, I I am serious to we can accommodate six listeners for our Vegas weekend. So just DM us if you end up in Vegas and you can come hang out with Rufus and we'll buy you guys. What do you drink these days, Rufus? Zima? We'll buy you a Zima with Rufus. So um, we will probably do a podcast, maybe do a live podcast next week from, from Wet Republic at the MGM. Um, so. Uh, thanks, guys, and, and we'll talk to you guys all next week. All the numbers in the simulated system to break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are put to end just running off a of leaded.